1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Florida State fans. Uh, this is Matt Minnick here with Michael Rogner on the Tomahawk Nation Hoops uh, dedicated podcast. We are coming to you immediately after the, the Florida State's trip down to rival Miami, which ended, honestly, it ended for the second time this week with Florida State winning a game that they, they maybe did not deserve to win if you look at just the, the way the game flow. Um, and, and Florida State was able to find a way to win by four, again, uh, this time in overtime. Thanks to a couple of monster performances by MJ Walker and Devin Vassell. Um, so if you if you don't listen to this until Monday or Tuesday and you're at work, I would I would go ahead and and say probably want to put the uh, put the headphones in as opposed to just on your computer because my guess is, is it's not not going to be safe for work. Uh, it was one of those afternoons. So, Michael. I'm. We'll touch on the bad in a moment, but just to get my blood pressure down a little bit, what uh, what went well that enabled Florida State to once again find a way to win a game it had maybe no business winning?
0: I, I, I like that you're putting me in the position to be the be the optimist here. Talk about everything that went went well. All right. Well, okay. How about the start with half- Devin
1: Vassell and MJ Walker? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Devin Vassell, he's he's gone. I mean, he had twenty-three points, eleven boards, five assists, three steals, two blocks. I mean, that was just sort of a yeah, it was great. Not a, not a transcendent game, but pretty close. I mean, the that points was and rebounds were
1: a career high, but <laughs> both of those were yeah. career highs.
0: <laughs> and and Walker, when he wasn't being guarded by Coach Ham, you know, came in and scored nineteen and and really hit some big shots down the stretch the you know we had that run at the end of the game it was I think it was like a 13-4 run to finish regulation and and you know Walker hit some big shots and the, you know, it, was, it was great there were some you know some other things we did well the first half I thought our defense played uh you know really pretty good they they got a lot of deflections It it felt like a game where we probably you know, should have been up more like six or seven or eight points in the first half. Do you of, think we might have been up, up more
1: if MJ Walker had played more than a minute and a half? I, I don't know. Just throwing that out there. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm jumping sorry. ahead to the negative.
0: <laughs> yeah. Here we go. <laughs> uh, MJ played two minutes in the first half.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He played. Uh, Raquan well, Gray two, played four. Probably by the scorers' book. I think by real time, he played about 90 seconds. Yeah, 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 right.
0: Uh, Gray played four, Patrick Williams played seven. All of them sat with two fouls. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about this in the past. Um, and I, I I just don't know what, what else to add to it at this point besides... Uh, if you look at... So Raekwon Gray, we'll use him as an example. Mm-hmm. He commits two fouls in the first half, sits for the next 16 minutes, starts the second half, and immediately picks up his third foul. So... He's now in the game playing with three fouls. Ham didn't take him out. So the entire first half was sacrificed to sit MJ, Raekwon, and, Peter, and Patrick Williams because of the threat that they might have three fouls going in into the, the final half 20 minutes. Yeah, exactly. And so Raekwon Gray has three fouls with 19 minutes and 40 seconds left in the game. and that's, And that's somehow totally you know a different scenario it's just it's 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 really kind of pushing my buttons and, and and rubbing me the wrong way and it's this is the second straight game that Patrick Williams has basically been been sat he played one minute against virginia and then in both games he didn't even play he wasn't even in the game down the stretch so why the hell are you sitting a player for in foul trouble if you're not even going to use them at the end of the game in both games he ends up guess what with three with, with personal three fouls,
1: fouls. Yeah. And can I just uh, – to so let, I will I'll give Hamilton credit for – well, okay, Hamilton deserves credit for a lot of things. I'll, I'll side with Hamilton on this one. I, I don't want Patrick Williams in the moment at the game d- down the stretch. I don't know what the hell he's been doing, but uh, lately it's not been playing good basketball. I, I think that he's probably in that standard freshman uh, little – January fog where you've learned enough of the system to be a little bit dangerous, but you don't know enough of the system to really quite grasp what you're doing. Uh, And so now your brain's just second guessing itself all the time. And and then you see people really, you know, in February go, Oh, it all clicks. Uh, So no, I don't think that William should be in the game, but to your point, if, if he's not going to be in the game for the final 10 minutes, why, what is the, what is the damn purpose to sit him in favor of a guy who's going to throw it off the backboard for or or fall when he his first time he touches the ball and kick it out of bounds
0: yeah even when even when Patrick Williams is playing poorly which clearly he is there's still a big drop off between him and and Wilkes and and that's nothing against Wilkes yeah I yeah. don't I'm not I don't I don't want anybody to think that I'm, I'm bad-mouthing the kid because he he hardly ever plays, but he's totally prepared. He's ready to go. He's, he's, he's a good teammate. You know, he's, he's given it – he's doing everything the coaches are asking him to do, but he'll also tell you that there's a pretty big drop-off from Patrick Williams to to Wyatt Wilkes. And and Williams even playing a bad game, you know, he's still blocked four shots. You know, he, he can just – oh, his defense is
1: – yeah, he, he's definitely impacting the game uh, defensively.
0: Yeah, he can affect the games in a, in a, in a lot of ways. Uh, I actually would have liked to see him maybe playing a little bit more down the stretch because of the way that Miami um, was attacking you. Know, basically, Miami was just spreading everything out in the second half and going after Malik Osborne a little bit earlier in the half. They were going after Gray, um, and I think that that PW gives you a little a little more versatility there on on defense. Um, but you know that's that that that's kind of picking nits a little bit, considering yeah, so- the way that that Florida State. You know, played down the stretch and closed out the game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I will, um, I agree. We've, we've, we have discussed the two foul participation, uh, both in articles and, and on a podcast. Uh, it's something that reared its, we, we mentioned that it probably cost uh, Florida State the game against Pittsburgh when, when MJ Walker sat the same night, you know, 18 and a half minutes that he sat today and was joined that game by Devin Vassell on the bench. Um, so it, it, nearly cost, uh, Florida state the game this time. And it, it definitely fucking cost me, um, maybe, you know, a couple of weeks on my lifespan. Whenever I, uh, <laughs> whenever I get to my deathbed there, I will say that I, I could have had a few more weeks if not for this, uh, this Florida state Miami game, um, or the two foul participation, uh, decisions made by coach Hamilton. So I will get us off of that, the rant for now, but go back then. so. You mentioned that they, that Florida State did a fantastic job, uh, Vassell at the end of the first half, and then really as a team at the end of the second half, just closing out the halves. What were they able to do besides the obvious make baskets that that kind of allowed them to come back from a nine-point deficit with just a few minutes to go in the game?
0: Yeah, the the, the, the I'll, I'll kind of go in reverse there, starting in the second half. Uh, you know, Ham called that timeout with about four and a half minutes to go, and then we had the media timeout. So he had he had a lot of ch- opportunities to to talk to his to his team going down the stretch. And if you look at uh, the what happened during that stretch it's basically what we've what we've been talking about for a long time is that you've got Devin Vassell, MJ Walker, and Trent Forrest and I don't want the ball in anybody else's hands and going down the stretch I mean that that's that's basically what happened is I think Ham sort of got them recentered and let those guys know that they need to need to you know it was time for them to take over the game which which they did.
1: Yeah and and I I think to, it also demonstrates just the different – you mentioned this in the, in the preview that Miami is basically playing eight guys due to some of the – due to cheating and then uh, – or getting caught cheating and then also uh, an injury here and there. I think you saw a little bit of just the, the depth that Florida State does have and, and uh, being able to wear down. Um, even though Chris Likes was still making threes – uh late in the game, Miami, who was sloppy throughout was was particularly sloppy as the ni- as their nine point lead evaporated uh in the second half and unlike or in the unlike in the first half florida state uh was able to cash in there was a you know there was a big three i think from walker uh polite was able to get a dunk in that stretch then there was another uh basket made and before you know it you know the game's tied up um so I, I would want to give credit to the depth that Hamilton has, has assembled as well. Um, why don't we flip sides here and say, so what the what the fuck was going on in the? I don't know the first the first probably 17 minutes of the game. Take the foul trouble aside. It can't all be because one MJ Walker is sitting on the bench. Uh, have you seen a Florida State team come out looking so discombobulated before, or this season at least? Not before, but this season.
0: Yeah, that was that was that was tough to watch, especially coming off the Virginia game. You know, Virginia at least has an elite defense. You know, so they can they can really disrupt what you're doing. Miami's terrible. Miami's not not a good team um, on on defense at least. And and they
1: weren't uh, doing much to good anyways. It's not like they were creating a bunch of you know t- t- turnovers. <laughs>
0: Right, yeah, I, I think that Trent had a pretty bad game. I mean, just just to lay it out there, he was was did not do what the coaches needed needed him to do. And then because of, you know, so many regulars sitting on the bench, the you know the chemistry just wasn't there. We had we had Nate Jack out there for the first time in a while, and Wilkes played I think nine minutes in that half, and you know it was just kind of a a weird uh, uh, rotation combined with the guy that you really need to be playing well not doing it um and Vassell was was as as good as he was in the in the second half he was solid in the first half you know but he wasn't he was he he wasn't probably as aggressive as he needed to be. And especially with MJ Walker sitting on the bench, you know, we probably need a little more. I hate to say that for a guy who just double, double 23, 11, you know, but we probably do need a little more from him in the first.
1: Well, and he missed some opportunities that I think he would tell you in the first half that he missed. There was a few open shots that didn't, didn't fall. And that happens, uh, especially on the road. Um, I think he had a transition opportunity that, that I, Didn't get finished. Um, So while he had – I don't know. Maybe I'm blurring the first and second half together, to be honest. But while he did have – like you said, he was solid in the first half. It was not – he didn't do anything that took over the basketball game. And so a game that maybe could have been – uh, 38 to 30 at, at the half was instead just 31 30 and, and that was frankly because really trent played the best basketball of, of his game in the last minute and a half of the first half and and you know made a bucket there with with a few uh with a few with a second to go in the first half is this um is this just life on the road in in conference play uh we've, we've seen a lot nationally but is it or is is Florida State just, just had, had one of those weeks that frankly was a down week and still managed to go 2-0 anyways. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore dealmaking across sports, media, and entertainment
0: that is a harsh lesson in business
1: sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together i
0: didn't want to do another stomp you
1: out speech it opened so, up so many you know, more doors we, the show is called the deal. deal listen to the deal listen to the deal on spotify
0: yeah that's the impressive part is that they they you know did not play well against virginia got the wind did not play well against miami got the wind uh got the wind it's it's uh concerning if if this is the this is the trend but I you know I kind of doubt it that this this kind of thing happens every year you know last year we had we lost that that uh, you know game to Duke which was a which was a heartbreaker and then you know we immediately lose two road games that we absolutely should should not have lost Um, the the year before that we kind of went through a stretch where I think we lost like four or six you know about the same time of year um, you know, it, it, it happens. It happens to good teams. What, what we need to see, uh, t- you know, to make fans feel better is that there are, there are five uh, winnable games, you know, in the, in the next five games. Florida State is definitely going to be favored in four of them. Um, you know, and, and the other one be maybe a coin flip or something, but, you know, if we can get through those games and actually I'm not so worried about the record, but just, just playing well against teams that were better than, uh, then I think people will feel a lot better and, you know, heading into that, you know, sort of mega battle with, with, with Duke in February.
1: Yeah. I'm with you on that. I think that unless you, unless you feel that Florida state truly has, you know, an opportunity to win, to win the ACC regular season, which, which I win the ACC regular season. You don't win anything. What you do is you earn first seed. <laughs> you, you earn the number one seed to have a chance to win the ACC championship. Um, unless you feel that Florida State can legitimately go, let's call it, 18-2 um, and two in the ACC, which I, I don't think I feel that way. I'm with you that the record over the next four or five games may not matter. I mean, clearly you don't want to go 0-5, but what's more important is just uh, playing well. I I would bet – the Ken Palm owners aren't – the numbers are not out yet as of this podcast, but I would bet that for the second consecutive game, uh, Florida State's offense drops uh, thanks to its – in a win. So I would say that their efficiency rating uh, gets lower – Uh, because of the opponent and because of sort of the way this game played out, even though Florida state was able to win the game. I, I think it's worth noting though, that Florida state is not the only team uh, going through this right now. A lot of folks saw Duke lose at Clemson uh, earlier in the week. Uh, By the way, that Clemson team is down double digits on the road against NC state right now, late in the second half. Um, But, around the country I think you were saying something five, four or five teams top ten teams have, have lost michael
0: uh, six top ten six. There are, yeah six top ten teams have lost on the road this week um, all to unranked teams and there's still more to play today so it could, it could go even higher
1: yeah and that and so that's just top ten right that doesn't count the 12th ranked West Virginia team that just got drubbed uh, that game's gone final now 84 to 68 against a previously winless Kansas State, winless in the Big 12 Kansas State team, below 500 overall. Uh, That doesn't count Colorado on the road right now, getting beat by 16 uh, against Arizona. It doesn't count, um, let's see here, Ohio State suffering yet another uh, drubbing on the road, this time to Penn State. So, you know, around the country, this is college basketball this season. Uh, Conference play every year is tough. Teams know each other. They know their tendencies. They have film of guys. Uh, the coaches understand what the t- stylistic um, tendencies of the other coaches. And yet you see Florida State here at 16-2, and two, now 6-1 and one in the ACC. They're going to be off for a whole week until uh, the Notre Dame game on Saturday. And so you're going to be looking at a Florida State team going into that Notre Dame game probably ranked, what, maybe sixth in the in the human polls, maybe even as high as fifth.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right, and and they'll be tied for first on in the ACC. You know, Duke and Louisville play each other later today, and the winner of that game will be tied with Florida State atop the the ACC. Uh, so it's 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 yeah, it's it's pretty impressive what's what's what's
1: happening right now. Is this? It's one of those kind of nebulous questions, but just before before we kind of sign off here, and since we do have a week off here, um, did you, would you have expected? uh the Florida State team to be able to be this good this quickly after losing six guys?
0: Not really. I mean, I I, I thought that that you know Ken Palm had him ranked 14th at the beginning of the season and I thought that was way too high. I thought this this team was gonna be more like you know, around 25 to 30, uh, some, you know, somewhere in that range. So they've definitely exceeded my expectations. They've, they've, uh, you know, battled through some injuries with, with MJ and they're, they're going through one with not right now with Balsa, uh, and, and have sort of come out of, uh, you know, the good end on, on that injury with MJ and also uh, raquan Evans. Um, they've kind of grinded out some wins in overtime, which, which, you know, are always, uh, you know, big, big changes in a, in a season and Florida state, I should mention the the last time that they lost a conference game in overtime 2008. 2008. So it's, it's, it's been a while. It's, 2008. They're, wow. They're, they're 11 and 0 in that stretch. Um, overall, I think they, um, you know, they lost a, a overtime game to like Purdue or something in like 2016 was the, the last yeah, they won
1: eight, nine in a row now, just overall. Uh, nine yeah, in nine overall
0: and eleven in the AC in the ACC. So yeah, but anyway, so they've picked up a couple of those wins. You know, today is a great, uh, uh, um, great, uh, great point of that. So they, you know, those games are really easy to lose. And, and to, you know, if we're talking about. Florida State right now being fifteen and three, five and two. You know, it's a totally different conversation. So that 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 little five minute game at the end of the game is, is super critical to to building your season, building your resume, building your confidence, all those things.
1: I hey, and think about the two of them, right? We uh, we played another overtime game this year and won it. At uh, least you, you flip both those to losses, let's say, and Florida State is fourteen and four, and then five and two because one of them wasn't in the ACC. I, I don't think we'd feel near as good about saying, well, the results don't matter as much. Uh, it's just more about how, the process B- because at a 14 and four team just isn't the same kind of almost near lock for the NCAA tournament that a 16 and two team is. I mean, a 16 and two team, frankly, Florida state could win three more games this season, maybe four and make the NCAA tournament, particularly with how down a lot of college basketball is. Uh, the Ken numbers did actually update now. So maybe we'll, highlight that real quick before we jump off um and so a couple couple of ones that stand out to me uh just off the top are uh florida state blocked 26 percent of uh the shots there or the twos for miami which you know not unexpected given the size advantage particularly with a guy like likes who's maybe the most um celebrated inefficient player in the country uh finished with an offensive rating of 98 but I feel like people would say that he, you know, I don't know somehow willed Miami to this to this win. Uh, I, Miami turned it over on thirty percent percent of their possessions. That Rakes. that's a that's a stupid number for Florida State's defense to put up. Um, I mean, thirty percent of possessions against a, a D two team would be an impressive number, but to do that on the road against a conference opponent is is absolutely outstanding. And uh, Devin Vassell with, with another Ken Palm MVP. This is now uh, three in a row and four out of the last five games. The only game he wasn't uh, in the last five, the MVP, was the Louisville game, in which he still had an offensive rating of 134. So he, he's clearly taken over right now as the guy who, who is perhaps most responsible for when you say Michael rognor that the team is you know you know surprised you a little bit on the positive side, it it seems like the second year jump of Devin Vassell is a big part of that. Is there anybody else that you'd want to shout out as like, hey, that guy's really made us some strides that maybe I wasn't anticipating, and that that's a reason why Florida State's better than uh, what what was expected.
0: Yeah, we talked about MJ earlier. You know, he he's since since he came back from. Uh... He he missed that game against what was it Georgia Tech and I think since then he's like 13 of 30 or something from from deep so 40 43 percent something like that he's he's been playing really well yeah, yeah Anthony play just does not get enough uh, uh, credit for for what he's doing he I was super thrilled that that he was in there in crunch time um, he had five steals today which is you know which is pretty amazing um he had he had three against virginia he's he's just, just two turnovers
1: right so he he is a certain net positive there on this deal on, his, on like the turnovers he's creating versus the one that he's responsible for
0: yeah and he was he was actually the one guy who was able to stay in front of chris lakes um during during the game so that was that was really nice to see he is is we 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 don't talk about him much on the pod because he, he's you know he's not a big scorer and he doesn't but we re, we probably should um, start giving Anthony Polite a, a little more love especially with with Patrick Williams struggling and and Balsa injured and you know there's there, it's a good time for him to to step it up a bit and he's done it and it's it, it, he's only a sophomore so there's there's lots of good games ahead ahead for him.
1: Yeah. And I I will continue that love train for, for Anthony polite. So we didn't do a post UVA podcast uh, due to some uh, travels and and illness, uh, which by the way, it sounds like your cough's doing better. So uh, I'm sure that makes you feel better. Uh, But uh, polite, you know, polite boy talk about clutch down the stretch. I mean, hit four for four against UVA uh, including a couple of big shots in the second half. I mean, it, Florida State doesn't win that game without Anthony Polite. I think you could say the same thing about the Miami game. Uh, His ability to stay in front of Chris Likes, you know, five steals, as you mentioned, and not just that, five rebounds, three assists. Um, He hit a couple of threes again. So he finished with 10 points. And, and you know what, this game, he missed a three late in the game that um, that could have given FSU a one point lead instead of us going into a, over time, he potentially could have won it in regulation with about 50 seconds to go. But, um, you know, that here's the thing. His teammates looked for him. He was in the right spot. He rose up, shot it with confidence, and the shot didn't drop. Uh, but that's okay. That's, that's a guy who, to me, looks like he, he feels like he now belongs on the court. And for the second game in a row, he was a big part of, of FSU winning the game.
0: Yeah, when he when he took that shot, I I was kind of counting it before it even went in, just because Florida State was was doing everything right and you know the momentum was going our way, and here comes the three to be the dagger, and then just it didn't work. But they still got it.
1: Yeah, they they did still get it, indeed. So that's probably going to do it for us today. As I mentioned, we do have a uh, we got a week off, but that doesn't mean a week off from the pod. I think uh, this this coming week it might be a good time to look at uh, some of the some of the landscape again, and, and is is it realistically possible here for Florida State maybe to get a two seed, uh, which would be the highest in school history, uh, and of course we will also uh, have a preview of the Notre Dame game, which which is always a fun game. You know Notre Dame is just is typically well coached, Mike Ray. They do Mooney is an incredible player. They they do a few things well that oftentimes give Florida State fits. Uh, you know, they don't turn the ball over and they get a ton of rebounds. So it'll be uh, interesting to, to preview that game with you, Michael. Um, if, unless you have anything else to add, I, I'll say we'll, we'll sign off and, and, and be able to watch some more games tonight, uh, knowing that Florida State had a 2-0 week.